Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Coming up in this episode, Talija Klai, Head of Acquisitions and Co-Production at Belgian children's brand Ketnet, talks about how her pipeline of programming has been affected by the COVID-19 crisis and the long-term effects on the kids' TV industry. But first, Nordic drama producer Nevis Productions launched last week under the leadership of Annie Fowerby-Fernandez, Moa Westerson and Cindy Hansen, with backing from London-based independent producer Nevision. Fernandez spoke from Copenhagen with Michael Picard, editor of C21's Drama Quarterly, about the company's ambitions, its initial slate and operating amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. She started off by talking about the way in which restrictions are slowly being relaxed in the Nordic territories. What is very difficult is when you start to reopen, uh, of course the distance thing is quite easy to, to remember, but then you know, it's just such a different life that you have to incorporate now. You can invite friends, but is it the right thing to do? And there's a lot of moral issues as well, I think. If things are kind of opening up socially in Denmark now, how is that being kind of reflected in, in the television industry? We haven't got any, you know, requirements or recommendations from the government yet how to handle productions. So I think a lot of production companies are preparing to start shooting again, but we, we need to know how we can do it and what precautions that we must take. And as you know, in Sweden, they haven't locked down as we have. So they are actually shooting. Uh, productions are going on in Sweden. And uh, I don't know. I haven't been, you know, focusing so much about that now because we are only in development with our project. But it will be interesting to see how handled uh, by the different production companies and the broadcasters. But of course, the productions where it's not purely local is problematic. You know, if you plan to shoot in Spain or other places, it's tricky it is and and so I guess it leads <laughs> me to my first question yeah. why did you think of setting up a production yeah. company now I guess yeah I guess, that's a good idea <laughs> a, good, a good question I, I guess this is obviously something you've been planning for a little while tell me just a bit about you yeah, know, the, how we got to this this stage with uh with Nevis Productions mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it was back in January uh, where we decided to do this. So it was before the virus actually was uh, more or less, I think, outside China. So when we decided to do this in January, we all thought, I think we, we heard about the virus, but I don't think we could imagine what was going to happen for the next few months. So when we did, you know, uh, the deal with the vision back in January, and we were actually planning to launch uh, in March at Series Mania, but then of course the virus started to spread and we could see that <laughs> it was not such a good idea to, to go out with, you know, being public about uh, our company. But we were actually at the Gothenburg uh, Film Festival uh, late January where we had a lot of great meetings with people, um, broadcasters and, and talent. So, so we were actually up and running end of January, uh, mid end of January before it, it all went really bad with the virus. So, and then we thought, you know, when should we launch launch this? Because, you know, um, there's so many news that it could actually disappear and all the news about the virus. But we thought it would be great to just go out now because I think... um, it's it's it looks a little more optimistic in Scandinavia now. We hope, and hopefully it will be uh, things will start to be better in the UK and Spain and Italy uh, very soon. So we try to be optimistic, even though that 
you know, it's not the best time to start a company. We are very fortunate that we are only in development with our projects. So I worked together with Moa and Cindy before for several years. And uh, when we got this opportunity back in January, it was actually not so much to consider. And also mainly because I've known Nevision since 2000, I think 15, where they invested in a feature film I produced in Denmark. So even though that we have also a vast international network, I think we combined, it gives us a great advantage uh, to fulfill our main ambition is to produce English language dramas uh, alongside the more international uh, national stories. Yeah, there's, a, there's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of interest in, in, in series coming out of Scandinavia now, whether whether they're in English or, or local languages. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of, um, I guess, the type of shows you want to be, um, mm. you know, developing or are developing and, and want to bring to air, whether it's locally or, or internationally, what kind of, um, how would you just position yourself? I would say that for us, for example, if you, we talk a little about our project slate, the one show we have right now that is we want to do as an international English language show is Universal. And it, it might have roots, it probably will have some roots in Scandinavia with some of the characters, but it's still an Universal story. You know, working on a hospital ship is uh, you know where you're stuck with the same people every day it's i think it's just such an exciting universe and um, when we went to london in february cindy and i and had meeting with a lot of script writers they were really excited about the idea as well and so we uh, we did a deal with jamie Britton, and he's going to to write this this show and um, we had very early developments and, but and then, that show you were talking yeah. about, that's Wake, is it? With that's Sophia Wake, Helene? yeah. Yeah, that's with Sophia Helene, yeah. Fantastic, not so, a bad way to start off. <laughs> no, and we know her really well, and she's, you know, she got very excited when she heard about the project, but we also decided not to, to tell more about how we will collaborate and so on. So we will we'll keep that for, for later. Then on the Swedish show, Neighborhood Watch, we will also have English English-speaking characters, because we have a family that it's the show about uh, different families. And one of the families is actually moving back to Sweden after having been living in New York for more than 20 years. So some of the characters will be English speaking, but it will still be a, a Swedish uh, series. So I think sometimes you have to, if it's natural to the story, um, it's great to have English speaking characters as well. And just, I mean, tell us a bit about, you know, the way, you know, you're going to work between yourself and, and Moa mm-hmm. and Cindy. And obviously you have yeah. offices in, in Sweden and, and Denmark and, and how that dynamic between the three of you works. So you can have your own slates of productions or yeah. you're working yeah. on one slate. How's it kind of going to work out? Yeah, we, um, we will work, all of us, on all the productions. Of course, we, will, we have different skills. But I think what, what was very important for us is that we know each other. We work together for several years. We have the same taste. We have the same work ethics. And we also know when, how we react when we are under stress. You know, productions can be really hectic and sometimes stressful. And uh, for me, it's very important that we have the same view on how to, you know, handle uh, work ethics and how to collaborate. And um, what you can say, the 
our different skills is that Cindy is really, really skilled at development. She's also a writer. She's, she's actually uh, written Neighborhood Watch, created the characters in the universe. And I think uh, having a very creative person on board is, is a huge advantage because it's, um, she just lifts the, the quality a lot. And then Moa is very experienced with productions. She's produced many feature films in Sweden in the past. She's also really good with development and has great people skills, which is also very important in this business. Um, I've financed for many years some of the biggest budgets in Scandinavia, and I'm always, you know, trying to find new IP, new talents. So we will work as a team. Uh, and then we will, you know, talk through each project, how to divide ourselves on, on what we do. And then, of course, on the Danish series, I will be more close to the production. And uh, more will be, as a, you know, when we're in production, very close to the production in, in Sweden, where I will, you know, not be there every day. But we work as a team, which I think is really great because we have uh, different things to, uh, to add to the team. And, and, you know, considering, I guess, the current climate that you're kind of starting, you know, you're getting up and running in, how, how has that affected the way you're kind of developing these projects? Has it kind of um, yeah. changed a lot or are you still, you know, doing the same video calls and conferences that you would have been doing anyway? I think because we've been used to working, uh, because we live in, in two, you know, when we worked at Sinanor, which is a Norwegian company, I was in Copenhagen and they were based in Stockholm. So we actually had a lot of, you know, Skype meetings at the time and, and had that for many years. As an example on this thing where Cindy and I worked closely together on the development for one and a half year, we often had a writer's room Skype meetings for several hours. So, uh, so I think we are used to it. Of course, it's uh, strange that we've not seen each other physically for more than three months now, but for us, we are on Skype every day. It's like in the morning we start, we maybe have 20 minutes on Skype, just, you know, what, what's on the agenda today. And then we have longer meetings. Uh, of course, it's, it's better to be in the same room. But I don't think for us, we're used to it. So um, it's more, more or less uh, as usual. And I guess because you haven't, you know, you, you've not been in production yet with any of your own projects, but you've seen mm. how Scandinavia is, is producing TV still at the moment. So mm. are there kind of any problems or challenges that you foresee, you know, the industry having to face in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, I think they will, there will be many challenges also because I think right now it's difficult to get an insurance. So what happens if, you know, if the lockdown, you know, if when they start to open the country again, we will see, you know, it will go the wrong way and they will have to shut something down again. And, you know, people may be being ill. Uh, so I think there are many challenges that, you know, uh, in at least for the next month, hopefully it will be more con under control, uh, but we, we won't know until, you know, probably next year. So, and planning is always difficult on production. So it's a huge challenges that everyone's facing also because there's a lot of, you know, money that's lost and will there be any help from the government? We don't know yet in Denmark. So I think that's going to be, um, 
yeah, uh, hopefully we will get some help for the industry as well. Do you, do you yeah. think the types of stories you'll be telling is, is going to change or is, it, is yeah, it just sort right. of individual scenes that will have to be filmed in a particular way because of social distancing or, or mm. other reasons? I but think, I mean, do you think we'll be yeah. talking about this in, in dramas? I think so. And you already, we already see, you know, stories, uh, smaller shows coming out, uh, being, you know, how is it like to be <laughs> at home for a very long time? Um, and uh, maybe the broadcasters want more humor. I don't know. Maybe we need to see more that's, uh, you know, drama that's more light. But on the other hand, you know, the characters and the good story, um, it's, it will be interesting to see what, what, if, if, if it will change the landscape on, on what the broadcasters want. And, and, and as a producer, when you're thinking about going into production, are there, are there ways you can minimise risks or um, is, it, is it just a, a matter of having a smaller number of people on set? To be honest with you, I haven't had really got so much into that. But of, of course, the hygiene, how many people you are. But it's still, you know, when you're on set, when you're filming, it's, it's, uh, it, I think it will be a challenge uh, how to, to make uh, the best um, precautions. But... Hopefully, we will know more very soon on, on how to handle this. And also, when you see it all the different countries and how different they handle the virus, it will still be, you know, if you're in Denmark, this is what we recommend. If we're in Sweden, this is what we recommend. So it will probably be a mixture, you know, if you, if you shoot in Scandinavia with the different countries. And I mean, and just, I guess, talking more broadly about, you know, the landscape in Scandinavia at the moment, you know, the broadcasters are changing so rapidly with you know via plays commissioning a lot of stuff mm. and then hbo and netflix mm. and, and disney plus and all these new streamers i mean what as a new producer or, or a producer of a new company um mm. you know how do you just assess you know the buyers that are that you'll be speaking to and and the competition that is out there for for content yeah it's it's obviously that the platforms the espot platforms have changed uh, the landscape a lot also in scandinavia and i think we will see even more change we have we are very you know fortunate that we have close uh, collaborations with some of the bigger platforms that have not entered scandinavia yet so we are actually on a constant dialogue with them trying to find the right projects uh, for them that's uh, that's really interesting and and great and then I, I think we will you know I think the biggest challenge also is that maybe there are too many uh, shows productions and the quality might be lower so I think it's really really important to you know have the you know work properly on the development and the story and the characters to make sure that the quality is good and I think also it's going to be very exciting to see if it will affect uh, the quality even more now that maybe there will be a gap in the shows. You know, I don't know what will happen if we have a gap on the TV series as, uh, in the same way as there might be a gap on feature films coming out due to the virus. So, um, but it seems that um, the broadcasters, at least in Scandinavia, try, are starting to... Um, communicate again about new 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 shows as well and not just handling the immediate crisis with productions being shut down and uh, delayed and and i yeah. mean just can you even look ahead sort of six nine months and, and tell us where you might be or or you know what where we all might be <laughs> in, in you know by the end of the year 
hopefully we won't get the second wave of the virus. I think that's what everyone is worried about. So when, you know, in, after the summer and maybe in the autumn, but still we have to prepare for that, everyone, I think. And hopefully we will be much clever after being going through all this. Uh, I think we will travel less. Um, I traveled a lot before this happened. Almost every week I was on a plane, which was not good for the environment, I know. But I think we will be much more aware of, is it really necessary to travel? Can we have the meeting uh, online instead? Uh, for us, six to nine months ahead, I think hopefully we plan and hope to start shooting of Neighborhood Watch April next year. We have a smaller... A new idea we just got on a smaller Danish show that if it works, if it goes well, I think we could shoot it maybe in the fall uh, because it's a very contained story with not so many characters. It's very local, but it's, it's just a great idea that uh, our junior producer Matilda got. So that's something we're working on at the moment. So I think we have to, you know, while we wait to see what will happen, uh, taking the virus into consideration, I think it's great to do try and do the smaller shows as well, short format. This is a short format series we want to do uh, to get something out there that is uh, not taking uh, one and a half year to finance and develop. So I think to combine the bigger things with the smaller things may be the way forward. Annie Fowerby-Fernandez from Nevis Productions. C21 Kids editor Nico Franks spoke with Talija Klei, Head of Acquisitions and Co-Production at Belgian public broadcaster VRT's children's brand Ketnet about how her programming has been affected by the ongoing crisis and the longer term effects on the kids industry. Being on market is not only buying things and it's, it's, get out, it, it's having information on the trends, it's seeing what's happening, seeing what moves within the children media field, um, seeing new things, um, getting inspired, so and having the social contacts because negotiating 50% of it is, 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 is it, it's a game of social contact. It's not so straightforward as, as it's not so uh, it's not so um, strict as we as we know it. So I think that's something we really miss now. The fact that you are not physically on a market, that you don't feel the trends, that you don't see the new things that you that makes for me it makes a big, big difference. You could do everything. Otherwise, if it wouldn't have made a difference, then we would have passed already years and years on a digital way of dealing. And just the reason why we don't do that, it's because the word, the discussion, the contact, the way of discussing, uh, being physical, um, nearby, being there, it's like a little bubble. <laughs> Certainly in the children's market, being in the bubble makes that it is that makes it a big family and makes that there is a lot of transparency. There is a lot of working together. There are ideas that are exchanged and, and from one idea, there is another idea and then we collaborate together and then we see each other on other occasions to collaborate on other projects and so on. And that's something you miss totally. And the fact that we see each other that makes big ideas and working together and doing projects together, that makes the, our strength in, in kids media. And that's what you miss totally now. All of TV is, is based on relationships, but I think the kids TV yeah. industry specifically is very much yeah. based on yeah. relationships. You deal a lot with animation, which is 
of all the genres of TV, um, the most capable to kind of carry on. So are you finding in terms of your pipeline, things are relatively undisturbed? Uh, that's true. I think the, the most studios I know in Flanders and with whom, with whom I work together, they had uh, a bit of a struggle to, to just to adjust to um, the fact that everybody has to be home. And then up, oh, they were working and every, everything <laughs> went perfectly. Um, the only difference and the only problem is the dubbing. Because for dubbing, you need studios, you need to go there, you need physical contact. No, you don't need physical contact, but you need a procedure to do that in uh, a safe way. And I think that's a tricky one. Um, now, most of the studios uh, started again in Flanders with very strict procedures. Um, a director in one room, the actor in the other, and the technician in the other room. So very, but you you can't do that with 20 productions at the same time. Then you have to limit to. So there is a delay, but it's a delay in post-production rather than in animation. Yeah. And how about with the live action programming that you work on? How are you um, adapting to that? It's a big question, what we will do. So there are two things. First of all, of all the live action that is in the pipeline, we don't know what will happen. So we stopped everything in March already when the lockdown, when we asked our colleagues of Ketnet on the 10th of March to go home and to be prepared to work at home. So on the 12th of March, everyone was home. That's one thing. And then, at Kednet itself, we decided to uh, make content from home. So as you know, we have our five hosts, the rappers who are the best friends of the children, who guide the children to our events, to our program schedule, to our video content and so on, to make sure children understand that everyone is at home and that you can do a lot of things. And the rappers, our host, will get you through it. So that's one thing. So we try to do everything. Also, the events that were cancelled, for example, we had a big, big concert. We had 12 concerts with uh, the Like Me cast, who is a fiction program, a musical program. It's, it's um, 12 concerts of 5,000 people. It's not possible to do them. So what we did is an online, what we will do, it's announced today, is um, um, we will do this weekend an online concert uh, with them at home so it's 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 done at that way that so these are the things we try to create digital things uh, instead of the events that that were planned instead of of other things that's one thing now for the live action programs for the fiction programs there we have a problem so we stopped the production of all our live action programs uh, 12th of march and we don't know, certainly not for the fiction, when we will be able to start again. We as Getnet, for example, our King Size, um, King Size Live, it's, it's our, our weekend show live, we decided to cancel it until next, until September. Uh, because it's with 25 children in a studio, you can't guarantee social distance or physical distance in a studio. So that's one thing. Um, so for the productions, the live action productions, it's a problem. And we try to, um, to, to, to do other things, to give alternatives uh, for our daily shows, our live shows, and so on. The only program that goes live every day and that is produced every day is our kids' news. So yeah, fulfilling those public service yeah. uh, requirements. 
Yeah, another way why how we did it is uh, we 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 make an inventory of all our educational program and we put a package online on getnet.be and the getnet app, but also on vrt.now uh, with all our educational programs to give and and we program them from 10 until 3 on television too. So everything that has to do edutainment, uh, education, we, we give so that children, teachers and so on can use that to um, yeah, to give their material. Yeah. And are there any opportunities that have opened up for for either, you know, local producers or potential international producers or distributors um, as a result of of the disruption? So I think the opportunity there is, and I think it's a very important opportunity, it's that you you start thinking on production in another way. So it's not possible that we are not able to produce anymore. That's not, an, uh, we have to take this as an opportunity to think about ways in which we could produce, we could make con content for children on a good way, on a, on a beautiful way, but on a totally different way. And I think if Corona didn't happen, if COVID didn't happen, then we wouldn't have, then we would have more time, <laughs> needed more time to think about these processes. And now we were forced to do it. Uh, so to be clear, I think there are a lot more negative things on COVID-19 than positive things. But the only opportunity I see is the fact that we were, um, we were obliged to think on another production way. And what programs are you finding are really resonating with the audience at the moment? A lot of local programs and a lot of humor programs. I think children really need to escape now. Um, and, and, and content is their bubble more than on other days, I think. Talija Cly from Ketnet. That's all for this episode. Remember, if you'd like to share your story of coping with COVID-19 with the international TV industry, email us using the address press at c21media.net. There'll be more from the podcast tomorrow, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.